Good morning. How are you? Voilà. Let us go. <laughs> I'm very thankful to the Lord. And uh, I am so excited to be here and to see you one more time to fellowship with uh, uh, mission, sailor mission. I'm very, very happy to be in that church because I know that church loves us and we love you also. My church is greeting you. My church loves you also. My family is greeting you. All the pastors at the Bible school and all the pastors you support uh, for church roof are greeting you. And uh, they asked me when uh, I will be here to check your hands and say thank you, thank you. But I can't. I want to ask everyone to, uh, to check his neighbor hand and say thank you for what you are doing in Burkina Faso. Let us do it right now, please. Your church is a real blessing for Burkina Faso. Uh, the last two years, you provide for more than 30 church roofs in Burkina Faso. And uh, it's a real blessing. It's from God. And uh, we want really to thank you. And my prayer is that God can keep blessing you. When uh, my friend uh, Hans told me that you got a new building and you are working on it, I said, okay, don't worry. Our prayer, keep working on your own church roof. <laughs> when you will be done, God will, be, will bless you more. And we will do also more in Burkina Faso. But I know that God's ways is totally different from us. And I know that he can keep blessing you. You will be able to take care of your own buildings and also be able to bless Africa. I got also some books. You know, we don't have many Bible commentaries. I got many, many books, Bible commentaries in French. Since I got them, I like reading. I become more smart. <laughs> and uh, people doesn't understand why, but I understand why. So I want to thank you so much for what you are doing. And I also know that you are praying for us. You are praying for the country. Well, you are praying uh, because um, Al-Qaeda is, uh, is moving in Burkina Faso. Uh, three weeks or two weeks ago, they kidnapped one of our Bible school students. But we, they kidnapped him and uh, his family members and two elders because they came and they, tell to, they told to the pastor that they need prayers. And they want to receive Jesus Christ. But it isn't true. 
they just came to kidnap them. So the pastor called his two elders to come for the prayer. Then they kidnapped the, the two elders and the members of his family. But praise God, they had been released one week later. Keep praying. Last year also, Barakwendam, last year, one of uh, my Bible school students, they came to his house. They didn't see him. He was far. So they burned the church, burned his house, burned his, uh, 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 all his staff, food, and took his motorcycle. I send you the news and some pictures and we support and uh, the support was able to provide a new motorcycle for him and to buy some goat and lamb and raise again. So thank you so much for what you are doing in Burkina Faso. And uh, I want to tell you something. Don't be afraid. I'm not afraid. The last one they are kidnapped. I got to talk with him some couple months ago. And I, uh, I advised him to move. And he told me, even I will die there, I will die. I cannot quit because Al-Qaeda is fighting. I have a church of 200 members. I cannot leave that church. I will stay there. Just to let you know that even Al-Qaeda is kidnapping and killing pastors, the pastors have decided to stay there and keep ministering. We are not afraid. Keep praying. We need even Al-Qaeda members to get saved. They are killing people because they don't know Jesus Christ. In the Quran, their Bible, it says that if you do it, you kill people and you die. The same day you are going to paradise and God will marry you with 70 virgin girls. So they are doing it for 70 virgin girls. And we are doing what we are doing for the salvation of all nations. Totally different. Thank you for supporting also the Bible School. The Bible School is doing very good. And thank you so much, Kelly and Hans. Do you know something? Every year I come, they, they, they leave their own bedroom to me. I become the boss, and he's, <laughs> and they are and they are working for me. This is church. This is being brother and sister. No black, no white, no yellow. We have the same God, the same Lord, the same Jesus Christ, and we will go to the same place, paradise, where we will be with God forever. So thank you for all that you are doing all over your church. And uh, God will keep me growing your church, bringing new people to Jesus Christ. And uh, my prayer is that next time when I will be here, if God opened us, we will be in the new building, who will be full, no place, and you will do two services every Sunday. It can happen. Things impossible to man is possible to God. 
Okay. Now, this is just an introduction. <laughs> we will uh, uh, now read the Bible. But I want to ask you a question. Do you want me to do uh, like I'm doing in Africa or do you want uh, some uh, kind of American teaching? In Africa, what I'm using right now is like um, 10.30. Is it right? In Africa, we, we'll go like to 2 a.m. What do you want me to do? Africa or America? <laughs> I will do America. <laughs> I want everyone to look to his neighbor. Okay, are you sure that your neighbor is with you? Are you sure? Are you sure that your neighbor is not your adversary? You know, in life, we want to know who is for us and who is our adversary. When I moved to Ouagadougou for the first time, I checked to know uh, my neighborhood, who is against me and who loves me, and I discovered. And when I got married, I told to my wife, be careful to that woman. She is our adversary. This is life. In your workplace where you are working, you want to know who is for you and who is against you. Is it right? And you will be nice to those who are your friends. Unfortunately, it is the same in the church. In the church, uh, I want to know who is for me, who is not for me. And you also want to know who is for you, who is not for you. And when you want to grab some seat, you, you will sit close to the one who is for you. Is it right? This, we, we will find the same story in the Bible. But God has his own principles who don't change. So, please, open your Bible with me in Yeshua. Five, verse thirteen to verse fifteen. Yeshua five. Thirteen to fifteen. I would, uh, I will ask my brother Hans to read it for me, because my English is very, very good. If I read, you will not understand. Yeshua 5, 13 to 15, please. When Joshua was by Jericho, he lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, a man was standing before him with his drawn sword in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? And he said, No, but I am the commander of the army of the Lord. Now I have come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped and said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? And the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take off your sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. And everybody say, Amen. Amen. Yeshua faced the same experience like you, like me. He met somebody he never seen. 
and they were ready to go for a battle. And he asked, he asked to that man, are you for us or are you for our adversaries? The answer of these men is totally different from what Jeshua were expecting. He said, no, I am not for you. I am not for your adversary. Hmm? Why? These men is not a, a, a normal person. Because Jesus started to worship him. And he received the worship from Jeshua. If you go back to the Revelation 22 verse 8, John bowed down to the, before the angel and uh, started worshiping him. And the angel stopped John. He said, no, don't do this. I am a servant like you. You and me, we have the same boss, our Lord Jesus Christ. So the angel in the book of Revelation is just a regular angel. But these men, this angel in Jeshua book is not a regular angel. He is Jesus Christ before his incarnation. Those who don't believe that Jesus Christ is God, they miss the point. At the beginning was the Word, the Word with God, and the Word is God, and the Word created all things we can see and things we can't see. Jesus Christ is God. Say amen. amen. And uh, the, the, this angel who is Jesus Christ before his incarnation want to teach us something special. I am above all your struggle. I am not in your side. I am not in the side of your adversary. All things, your adversary, you, your problem, your families, your difficulties, all of them are in my hand. And I am able to control you and your adversary. And number two, it is not for me, God, to be on your side. It's for you to be on my side. Brother and sister, it's not for God to be on our side. It's for us to be on the side of God. This is what he's expecting for, from us. And from this story, we will learn many, uh, many, many points of God's principles if we want to go from victory to victory. First, the angel told to Jeshua, take off your sandals. Take off your sandals. Why? Because this place is holy. But Yeshua were expecting from some special military instruction. This is not God will tell him. God asked him something very simple. Take off your sandals. The first time we see in the Bible, 
take off your sandals, who the, uh, the uh, principles of God is in Exodus 3, 5. Before the burning bush, God says to Moses, take your sandals off your feet for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. I am the God of Abraham and Isaac. What it means? Take your sandals, talk about sanctification. Our God is holy God. We did this song before the service. He is holy. Different from our, our gods, he is the one who is holy. And uh, those who want to worship him must be sanctified. Nowadays, many churches doesn't speak, don't want to speak about sanctification. Uh, they are talking more about uh, grace, about uh, blessing, about uh, the compassion of God. I'm totally agree with this. But as a children of God, and as God is holy, we are called to be holy, to walk in holiness. Don't follow what is on fashion. I hear a lot of teaching here in America. You don't need Jesus to go to paradise. Jesus is not the only way. There are many ways who can help you. People doesn't want has to talk about sin, about sanctification, but God needs his people to walk on the way of sanctification because he's holy. There are some God who will patch you to sin because they are not holy gods. Some God will uh, encourage you to kill people. This God is not holy. Our God tells us, love each other. And uh, we have to be like our God. We have to look like our God. Women, I want to tell you something. If you are married, you got pregnant from your husband, you give, uh, you give birth to a baby, and your baby doesn't look to his father, you will be in trouble. <laughs> I'm very proud. Pe- many people told me that, hey, Marcel, my, my father passed many, many years ago. But, but some, some who, who knew my father told Marcel, you are teaching exactly like your father. Your voice is like your father. My father was a poor guy. He was living in the village. He used to be a pastor. But I am proud that people can say you are teaching like your father because I am my father's son. We are God's kids. What can make us holy? In the book of uh, Isaiah 6, verse 1, Isaiah was ministering for many years. But from the chapter 6, things will change <coughs> Sorry, in Isaiah's life. He said, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne. The angel said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. And Isaiah cried, I am unclean. And then the angel touched his mouth and said, Your guilt is taken away. 
so Isaiah from unclean situation went to holy situation. From that time, Isaiah will give many prophecy concerning the Messiah. He is the one who gave more prophecies on the Messiah than any prophet in the Old Testament. So, take off your shoes, take off your sandals from your feet. It means entering in the presence of the Lord. And that presence will make us holy. And uh, there is no special place where the presence of the Lord is more strong. This is a building. This is not a church. This is a primary school building. Because we are gathering here, worshiping the same Lord, the presence of the Lord is here. Say amen. In your car, while driving, you are praying in your heart. Don't, don't close your, your, your eyes while driving. Don't. The presence of the Lord is in your car. You are in your family. You are praying with your kids. The presence of the Lord is in your house. And your house becomes a holy place. Brothers and sisters, let us make our body, our church, our car, our house, our chicken room a place of the presence of the Lord. Number two, I have four points. This is just the first one. Number two, why the angel requested Yeshua to take off his sandals. If we went back to the book of Ruth, I want to tell you, this teaching, I did it last Sunday before coming. Because we're studying the book of Ruth, verse by verse. In Ruth 4, verse 6, you know the story, I don't want to go back. At that time, the custom in the, that time in, uh, in Israel, if you want to confirm a kind of transaction, you have to take your shoes, your sandals, before everybody and give it to the one that you are doing the transaction. This man, we don't know his name, but he was the close relative to Elimelech. And he was supposed to be married with the widow, Ruth. And he couldn't do it. He doesn't want to do it. Even he has the right. He, doesn't, he didn't want Gentile people to enter in his family. This guy is a symbol of the law. But the grace came. The grace here is Boaz. So Boaz asked to that man, you have, the, you have the right to get married with Ruth. Tell me yes or no. And he said, no, I don't want to marry with Ruth. Okay, I want a proof. Give me some proof. Take off your sandals and give them to me. And he did. It means I am losing my right. 
I will never pretend to be the close relative to Elimelech again. Take your sandal means that I'm ready to lose my right because I am Christian. Does that make sense? Brothers and sisters, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10, 23, all things are loveful, but not all things are helpful, but not all things build up. In our couple life, everyone has his right, especially here in America, Women right, men right, you can do else you, you don't want to do. That's perfect. I'm not against your country, uh, civilization. But in some ways, sometimes, as a Christian, we have to lose some right for the unity of our couple. If we do it, we will have less divorce in our country. In the church... Everybody, you have your right. You already studied the book of uh, Ephesians. Ephesians is talking about, about unity. You want to keep your church in unity. Sometimes we have to lose our right. In my church, there are some people who like... Uh, 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 songs slowly, like all people, holy, holy, holy. They say, oh, that's perfect. This is our time song. The Holy Spirit is moving. And there are some people, uh, especially young, young guys, they don't love that kind of songs. The one song they can dance, Yesu Azali Awa, Yesu Kembo Kembo, Conflict. We have to lose some rights sometimes for the unity of the church. Can you imagine many people from many different families, different education, some are from America, some are black, some are white, and you become a same body? It's not easy. But if we learn to lose some right, we can live in unity. This is one of the principles of God. If the church, if the family want victory, if you need some blessing. I want to go fast. To take off your sandals from your uh, feet also means to humble oneself. Who are we? Psalm 8, verse 3, when I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, what is the Son of Man that you can care for him? To compare to what has created moon, Sky, everything is huge. We cannot understand. Who is man that God can send son, uh, send his uh, son Jesus Christ to die for us? We have to humble ourselves. 
before God. This is the most difficult thing in human being. Everybody want to be the number one, the number first. Everybody want to have the nicest car, the biggest house. This is not the most important. Sometimes we have to learn to humble ourselves. In our couple life, women learn to humble yourself before your husband. Say amen. Oh, that's not very good. <laughs> men, sometimes we, we are so pride. Even we are not right, we don't want to ask for forgiveness. forgiveness. We have sometimes to humble ourselves before our wife. This is God. Amen. Amen. This is God's words. It uh, will keep the unity in the couple. In the church, it is the same. We have to humble ourselves to each other. Before my brother, before my sister, before the church staff, before the pastor. Sometimes, as a pastor, we are not angels. Do you know this? We are not perfect. I did a lot of mistakes in my ministry. I know. But by the grace of the Lord, by humbling myself before the body, and because the body also humbled himself before me, we are able to walk together and to build each other. We are gathering here to be strong, to receive, and to give, and to be a blessing for each other. We don't want to come at church with great joys, and returning back home suicide. This is not the church. It's about coming with some wicked and going back with some strength. Let us humble oneself to uh, let us humble ourselves to one another. This is another way God will use for victory. It also means to dedicate your life. To God. If you read your, uh, in John 13, verse 8, Jesus was washing the feet, the feet of his disciples. And Peter said to Jesus, You shall never wash my feet. Because Jesus was first taking off the sandals of disciples. Then he washed, he washed their feet. And uh, Peter said, no, I will not allow you to take off my sandals and to wash my feet. And Jesus said to Peter, if I do not wash you, you have no share with me. What means? Want to be a part of the church, of Jesus Christ, of the body, let us take off our sandals. Allow Jesus to wash our feet. In Romans 12, the Bible says, Present your bodies as a living sacrifice. It's a spiritual worship. To allow God 
to take off our sandals means that we dedicate our body to Jesus Christ. Our tongue, our mind, we are smart or not, it doesn't matter. Our feet, our hands, all our body, we dedicate it to our Lord Jesus Christ. There are some uh, verses in the Bible who are very interesting. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. This is good. God is with me. Who can be against me? But there are some verses also in the Bible that God invited us to do something. Not because we are not saved. We are saved. We are living under the grace. But God wants us to grow up. To have a relationship. Close relationship with him. The Bible says, Yeshua did exactly what the angel told him to do. Yeshua was expecting from special instruction to go to the battle. Yeshua was expecting the Lord to give him some American military guns to fight against Al-Qaeda. No way. God just asked him, to take off his sandals. And what the Lord will give as instruction to Yeshua is special. This is what we will do. You will walk around the city six days. Don't talk. Don't do some noises. Focus on me. Think on me. Prayer in your heart. Six days. No noise. Just walk around. Just walk around. We never see it. What God wants from us before he can bless us is to submit ourselves to what he's telling us to do. Even the Sabbath day, God said the Sabbath day you shouldn't work. But this Sabbath day you have to work. Then the seven days you will cry is victory. Some people are expecting from God to use the same way to bless them. No. God has many ways. He knows which ways is the best he will use to bless you. Just wait for him. Just submit yourself to his will. And God will give you victory. And God will bless you. And God will uh, give you more grace, more blessing, more strength in your life, more strength in your faith, more strength in your family. Just wait for, from the Lord. And be on his side. Don't call him to be on your side. Don't care about who is with me, who is my adversary. God can turn your adversary to be your friends. God can turn your adversary to bless you. God can call your adversary to be salvation. It's not about who is against me. It's not about some special instruction. It's about to submit yourself to God. It's about to be humble. Is about to be in unity. Is about to build each other. 
is about to love each other. Is about to recognize that God is the Lord. He's the commander of the army of the Lord. May the Lord bless you in Jesus' name.